Hello, and a very special welcome indeed to the lady in New Zealand who wants to know what the weather's like in the Yorkshire Dales. In one word, fogbound. Any rumbles you can hear, by the way, is my tummy, because I've just had a big bowl of porridge with blueberries. Not that you need to know that, just so you don't start reaching out, wondering if there's a filter you need to be employing to stop these strange noises coming through over the internet. It's going to be a very special programme, too, because we've got an extended interview with Martin Simpson, one of the greatest guitarists, old-timey banjo players, singers and songwriters on the planet. So... Cracking programme ahead of us, lots of stuff, but to kick us off, how about this? A grand old Donegal sea shanty. The band Goats Don't Shave, the album The Rusty Razor, and the song The Traditional Sea Shanty, John Cherokee. Well, this is the tale of John Cherokee, Alabama John Don't Shave from the album The Rusty Razor with John Cherokee. I first came across that band in Northern Ireland. I was on the way to Glen Column Kill in Donegal for an Irish language course and I saw signs all the way along the side of the road, handmade signs. Goats don't shave, it said. And I kept thinking, is this an instruction like there's goats ahead, don't shave, or just telling me that generally goats don't shave? I didn't know. And when I got to Glen Columkill, I asked what it was all about. And they said, well, it's all about this band we've got, who are fantastic, a sort of folky, rocky band called Goats Don't Shave. And they got the name from an old bloke who used to come in the pub. And the landlord kept calling him a smelly old goat because he did whiff a bit, apparently. And he came in one day and the landlord said, it's time you had a shave, to which the old man said, Goats Don't Shave. Good answer. 
Now, I've been a fan of Naomi Bedford ever since I first heard her way back. She's a great singer, great songwriter, sings with total and absolute commitment. She's got a new album due out called Songs My Ruiner Gave to Me. And from it, this, I think, is an absolutely magical version of the traditional ballad, The Cruel Mother.
Dramatic ending to The Cruel Mother, Naomi Bedford, from a new album, Songs My Ruiner Gave to Me. Now, I was in the music shop in Clifton, Connemara, recently, when I was over there launching my new book of poetry, and I came across an album from Michael Darby O'Farty, a Connemara man who plays a single-row melodeon, which will not mean much to many of you, but most melodeon players in Ireland play boxes that have got two rows, one in the key of B and one in the key of C, which means they can play chromatically right across all the scales. Playing a single row in D is not just difficult, you've got to put some imaginary notes in there as well. But it does lead to what I think is a really punchy and a really dynamic style of playing, which seems mostly confined to Connemara. When I think about it now, people like Johnny O'Halloran on Inish Boffin and Johnny Keneally down the coast at Spiddle playing that wonderfully distinctive style. Anyway, let's see what you think. Here's Michael Darby O'Farty with two tunes, a couple of barn dances, The Road to Gluntain and Joe Baines.
Road to Gluntain, sometimes called Custian's Slow Reel, and Joe Bain's Shotish from Michael Darby O'Farty's album An Rhythm Raid, which means the steady rhythm. Well worth getting your grubby little mitts on if you're interested in great Irish traditional music. Now, I got an email from Hannah Sanders saying, Mike, how the devil are you? Me and Ben wanted you to be amongst the first to know that we're releasing a single next week, our version of Way Over Yonder, to celebrate the 50 years that have gone since the death of the great man, Woody Guthrie. Well, as many of you will know, the song was written by Woody Guthrie and was left in a pile of manuscripts with no tunes until Billy Bragg got hold of them and did a fantastic job. And Hannah Sanders and Ben Savage have done a fantastic version of it. This is way over yonder in a minor key. Come from a place called Ofoski. Had a girl in a hollow tree. Said, girl, can't you see? There ain't nobody that can sing like me. Said it's hard for me to see how one little boy got so ugly. Said, darling, that it might be. But there ain't nobody that could sing like me. Like me, we are the other in the mind. 
should have warned you that that was coming up. I Ain't Got No Home, Hans Thiesink from the album Call Me. Another great Woody Guthrie song, which I stuck on the end of a brilliant version of Way Over Yonder in a Minor Key from Hannah Sanders and Ben Savage. That's a single which you can download from their website. Do go and check them out. You'll find a link 
on our website, www.mikehardingfolkshow.com. Just go there and you'll be able to get through to Hannah and Ben's own website. Now, a new album from Cara Dillon is always a great event. One came through the P.O. box this week while I was in Ireland, came back, put it on the turntable and was completely and utterly delighted by it. It is wonderful. I'll listen to this track, which I'm going to play you now, and I'm a bit smug because I sat there and I thought, I hadn't looked at the sleeve notes or anything else, and I thought, that male voice there, the backing vocal, it's got to be Chris Drever. And you know what? I was right. So I've given myself several house points for spotting that, but I'm giving Cara several million house points for having the good sense to have him on the record with her because it adds a certain je ne sais quoi. Here's Cara Dillon with a beautiful version of the traditional song The Sailor Boy.
Dylan with a beautiful version of The Sailor Boy from her album Wanderer. Backing vocals, as I said, Chris Drever, a man who, at the moment for me, can do no wrong. He's putting out great albums, singing great songs, travelling the world, doing great gigs. Now, I want to make a, a serious announcement now before I carry on with the show, and that is to all those people who send money to keep the show going via PayPal. People who have got regular little payments sending, I don't know, quid a month or two quid a month, please will you cancel the direct debit payments? I'll repeat that. Please will you cancel the direct debit payments? I'll explain why in a couple of weeks' time, but I would like you to cease paying into the show via PayPal, okay? Now, many years ago, I turned up at Scunthorpe Folk Club and I unpacked my banjo case to discover that the skin had split in two. What was I to do? No instrument. Well, it just so happened that the 15-year-old boy, who, believe it or not, was running the club that night, was Martin Simpson. He had his own banjo, which he very kindly lent me, an act of kindness which I've never forgotten, and I've followed his career ever since, from the back streets of Scunthorpe to every major city on the planet, pretty much, making a rake of great albums, singing fantastic songs, working with people like Martin Taylor, June Tabor, Martin Carthy, you name it. I managed to grab him and drag him into the little flat I've got in Manchester, and we had a good long natter there. You're going to hear Martin talking to me, and also five tracks, three of them from his new album, Trails and Tribulations. But first of all, here's how I remember the 15-year-old Martin Simpson. From his album Grinning in Your Face, this is his version of the old-timey song, Little Birdie. Little birdie, little birdie, 
Come sing to me your song. I got a short time for to stay here, a long time to be gone. And a married woman, she has none. I would rather be a single girl and just having all my fun. Little birdie, little birdie, oh what makes you fly so high? You ain't got no cause to worry. You ain't got no clothes to buy. Ah,、oh, little birdie, little birdie. Come sing to me your song. I got a short time for to stay here, a long time to be gone. Album grinning in your face, little birdie. There, the Martin Simpson that I remember from Scunthorpe when he was about 15. Just talk about Scunthorpe, Martin, because it fascinates me that it's a small town-ish, even though it had a massive steelworks. But you know, small towns produce great musicians very often. I'm thinking of people like Sam Lawrence in my own town of of, of Settle, who's a fantastic multi-instrumentalist, instinctive, and Peary Willie Johnson on on the Shetland Islands. You know. And, and you coming out of Scunthorpe? What, what is it about these places? I think it's.、Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think basically there was there wasn't much to distract me. You know,、yeah. there I was. I I fell in love with the music when I was really young, and the timing was perfect because what happened was that folk club, which you remember very well, kicked off at exactly the same time that I got my first guitar, and it was in unlicensed premises on a Tuesday night to start with. So I could go down there from from the off, you know,、yeah. sixpence to get in or something, you know, and and I just sat there and watched and watched and listened and absorbed from absolutely everybody that came through the door, good and bad, you know, and then I went home and and basically practiced my nuts off and kept doing it,、yeah. and so between twelve and eighteen, that was. That was where I was,、yeah. and of course, because the folk scene was so vibrant, so many people working at that time in the 60s, you saw everybody. Everybody came to a club of that size,、yeah. because as I grew, the club grew, and it became really one of the better and most more successful clubs, I think, in the country. You know, so everybody played there. It was a great club.、Uh, I worked it several times, and what fascinated me, though, because I'd not come across many old-timey banjo players. A lot of people played the banjo, but they played in different styles. 
And when I came across you, you, you were playing what I call frailing and some people call Clawhammer. Where did that come from? I just started to listen at that point to Clarence Ashley and, you know, Tom Paley, all these banjo players playing in various styles, mm. but not that syncopated yeah. three-finger bluegrass style. And I had no idea how they were doing any of it because in Scunthorpe there wasn't anybody that played the banjo. <laughs> so I kind of came up with all these different ways of making yeah. similar noises and eventually, you know, via Pete Seeger's book, I think, mostly, mm. and and seeing Peggy Seeger play. Because Peggy Seeger actually, you know, uh, is responsible for most of the banjo players in Britain, really. <laughs> when she first came here, if you look at the, the first four or five students she had, it was Pete Stanley and Wiz Jones and my late friend Barry Murphy, who subsequently moved to the States, you know, yeah. because he was in, so in love with the music. And they were all they were all studying with Peggy, you know. And that brings me neatly to, to the next question, really, because, of course, the States was massive in your life. You started in the English folk scene, you were working in the English folk scene, and then you went and lived in a shotgun house in New Orleans. I did, yeah, after a while. Yeah. I moved all over the States, and it, it was very funny because... You know, I left England somewhat fed up, you know, thinking, right, I don't know how I can do any better here. And I went to the States without any idea of how to go about being successful in the States, you know. And it took off like a rocket, which was fantastic. People like people were so supportive. People like Stefan Grossman got in touch and said, it's great you're living here. Do you want to make a record, you know? And then... You know, I'd, I'd go and play in, in Santa Monica at McCabe's and look down and Jackson Brown would be in the front row, you know. And I'd be, I would be shocked mm. and happy as a clam, you know. I got Jackson Brown's first record the day it appeared in the shops in England because yeah. I'd heard his songs on Tom Rush's records and yeah. that kind of thing. So, so, And it was all a massive deal to me that I could end up working with these people who really had been heroes huge influences you know i ended yeah. up working with howling wolf's old piano player in a yeah. band all this kind of stuff ah! <laughs> but you learned so much over there as well i mean you, there were your more mature years and you're maturing you're learning you're traveling you're playing with different people and then you came back and and what happened then i call the topic years so i want to play a track from the topic years now this is peggy and the soldier from the album kind letters <laughs> It's all over his shoulder It's on pretty Peggy that he cast his eye And she cast her eye on the soldier The gold and the silver it shall be thine I'll give you all me gold and me plunder If you leave your land and your husband dear And sail on the sea with the soldier John, her husband, he mounted his high horse back He rode until he come to the water and when he got there it was late in the day She fled over the sea with the soldier They hadn't been sailing a week or 
mourners love it turned to anger He kicked her and beat her and called her a horse And to back to a john in the morning And as Peggy walked up and as Peggy walked down People asked her where she was going She couldn't give an answer, she couldn't tell Where she'd been on the sea with a soldier And as Peggy got home it was late in the night She was ashamed to be seen It's under the window she listened a while to her My little one, and don't you cry Your mama's gone and left you in sorrow And if she comes back, well, she can't stay here She can go back to sea with a soldier Open the door, love, and let me in And I'll never prove false any longer You can go from the window and leave me alone And find you a home with your soldier John, her husband, he mounted his eye horse back He rode until he come to the water He's abused at the wind and the water's clear Sent Peggy on the sea with a soldier He's abused at the man that has built in the boat And abused at the captain that sailed her Abused at the wind and the water's clear Sent Peggy on the sea with a soldier Simpson with Peggy and the Soldier from the album Kind Letters, which came out in 2004. And you made a rake of fantastic albums. I've got a list here. Righteousness and Humidity, one of my all-time favourites of yours. Kind Letters, 2004. Prodigal Son, 7. Two Stories, 2009. Purpose and Grace, 2011. Vagrant Stanzas, 2013. Consistently producing these wonderful albums, superbly crafted, and with a company behind you that really care about the music. Amen. Yeah, the relationship with Topic has been fantastic because the first record, actually, that I made for Topic after I came back was the Bramble Briar, which was a massive record for me. You know, at the Folk Awards, it was nominated for four categories and one album of the year and got Musician of the Year for the first time. And they actually said to me, when you get back, we want you to make a record of English music, an instrumental record. And I said, I don't want to make an instrumental record of English music. I want to make a song record. And so we made that, which was the song record, which they supported me, you know, wholeheartedly in doing that. Yeah. And it was hugely successful and kind of then kicked off that, that rest of the series, yeah. you know. And the new album is proving another massive success because all the reviews I've read have been incredibly, incredibly positive. And I want to focus on that now and begin with a song called Ridgeway, which to me seems to be very reflective of lots of things, nature, the natural world, and also what it means to be English in some way. Yeah, it, it is about all those things. It's also about what we do to the natural world. And, and the, you know, it's a funny thing. You write so you know how difficult it can be sometimes and how sometimes it can be totally effortless. It's like you've been given, here's your subject matter, here's your starter for 10, get on with it. Now, I was driving from the Trowbridge Festival up to Folk by the Oak, beautiful summer day, driving up through Wiltshire, and there was one of the, those ridge paths 
before you get to Avebury Ring and Silbury Hill and the West Kennet Long Barrow and all that settlement there. Just before you go on, I think I'd better explain to the people listening in Australia and in America that don't necessarily know that this is the most historic part of, of England in a way and lots of prehistoric trackways, including the Ridgeway, which is one of the most important of them all. Their end of the explanation. Quite so. Yeah, I'm glad you did that. So I was driving up there on this beautiful day and above this first trackway was a kite, a red kite and a buzzard and the two of them were just going up and up and there was no wing movement involved, just like a tail twitch, you know, now and again, not a single flap and they were just climbing to heaven. And it, it struck me so forcibly, the kite in particular, such a symbol of, of what we can do to nature and how we can actually repair it. Because, they, you know, when I was a kid, the first time I ever saw one of those was in mid-Wales. Mm. I almost crashed the car because they were so rare and it was so exciting. Yeah. And now they're being returned. So, you know, this wonderful idea of nature actually can be assisted to repair itself. But at the same time, you know, we've done such massive damage to, mm. to, to the place that we live. And I, wrote, I tried to write that song from the point of view of the landscape, from mm. the land talking, mm. you know. And uh, it seems to have worked. Stories Under the Soil. Sun warms my bones and the lazy air rises Lifts red kite and buzzard in effortless spirals I have missed the kite, the whistling gleaner Just as I miss the wolf and the bear And I remember, I remember, I remember before you From my long sleep, shivered from my cold dreams, made myself a warm coat, a coat of richest green, a coat of oak and ash and elf, beech and lime and alder, all the trees of England and the finest ever seen. In his rings of stone He clawed and dug his hills of soil He cut my coat with my own bones Turned to metal in his fires His children wonder at his toil I find little to admire First he cut for shelter Then he cut to clear for cattle then he cut for the smelter and he always cut to burn Cut the oaks for battleships, cut potler for his rifles Cut and kept on cutting as if he'd never learned Ridgeway 
Sun warms my bones and the lazier rises, lifts red kite and buzzard, effortless spirals. I have missed the kite, the whistling gleam, just as I miss the wolf and the bear. And I remember, I remember, I remember before you Ridgeway from the new album Trails and Tribulations, Martin Simpson. I love the stories that are in your songs. And one of the songs that struck me immediately, because I'm a person who reads maps. In fact, when I did Desert Island Discs, they said, what would you like, the Bible, Shakespeare, and you can have a book. I said, I don't want any of those. Just give me a full set of the Ordnance Survey one-inch maps, and that'll do me, because I can read a map like you read a book. And your song, Maps... Is really about that, that love of a landscape and reading it. And also two great people, Ivor Gurney and Edward Thomas. Just tell us a little bit about that. Well, this, the song starts with a, a true setting, which was me as a kid. There was um, one of those, in hindsight, awful asbestos garages that the neighbours had. And it was right on the, the boundary of, of our garden. And it had a hole kicked in it at some point. And I, I used to crawl in this hole in the neighbor's garage and there was a pile of old road maps on a bench and I used to get these maps out and just go in my imagination I would just sit under this bench and I'd be off and it was huge a huge thing for me you know in terms of activating your imagination and understanding how a map worked so the song starts with that but then um, Robert McFarlane the writer Robert McFarlane writes so brilliantly about walking and about landscape and he drew my attention to to the relationship between Ivor Gurney and uh, Edward Thomas both of whom were poets but um, Thomas was a lot older than Ivor Gurney Ivor Gurney was a young man who you would expect to volunteer in the first world war which is what he did Mm. Um, Edward Thomas was 39 years old you know he was a successful writer and he he volunteered and he actually went into the artist's rifles and taught map reading and then because he was so driven his own sense of his self was so you know he suffered from depression massively and self-doubt he left the artist's rifles and he volunteered to be in the, the garrison artillery and was killed Ivor survived the war but he was shot and gassed and when he came back he went into a period of manic writing. He was a great musician. They were both really into music. Um, and he wrote and he studied and he did incredible work and then completely disappeared in, inside himself. This had a massive breakdown, was institutionalised and nobody could reach him at all uh, except Helen Thomas, Edward's widow, who would go and visit him and take the ordnance survey maps from 
from the walks that he'd done with Edward and this, this picture of him being in this mental hospital with the, the map spread out on the bed and retracing these walks was the only time that he came back and it moved me incredible. I mean, I'm talking about yeah, it, and the yeah. hair standing up on my arms. And I was going to write, and I was going to write a third part to the song because those two parts are, are so positive, you know. And I was going to write a third part about the damage that people do when they draw the straight lines on maps, you know, the maps that were used to partition, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I, and I started to write it, and actually I couldn't bring myself to finish it. I just had to leave it where it was. Yeah. So maybe somewhere down the line there'll be maps too, you know. My garden was my battlefield, my apple trees my jungle, and all mine to explore. I would crawl into my cave, through the neighbor's garage wall, and sit and ponder old maps when I was very small. Underneath the dusty workbench, I would trace a path through woodland, a trek along the river's bank and ford the marshy stream. And when I had grown tired, I would fold the map back carefully so no one else could follow me to the places I had been. Friends, they walked the walls together before that they were called away. All roads led to France back then for soldiers, poets, laboring men. Then Edward's path was driven by his longing to be free. He left the artist's rifles for the royal artillery. And shot and gassed was Ivor. And still he made it home again And studied song and wrote and struggled Evermore alone Until Helen came with Edward's maps To try and reach an old friend To try and find some peace together To try and ease the pain the hot white hospital he follows walks through woodland through Cotswold Copse and Spinney by field edge and stream his finger guiding heart's eye not on worn and folded paper but along the trails and trackways where he and Edward once had been and perhaps he hears the finest music black cap dove and yellow hammer bumblebee and grasshopper and the gentle choir of rain and when the walk was over they would fold the map back carefully and Ivor would be lost inside until Helen came again 
I was a child of empire. My garden was my battlefield, my apple trees, my jungle, and all mine to explore. I would crawl into my cave through the neighbor's garage wall and sit and ponder old maps when I was very small. From the album Trails and Tribulations, Martin Simpson's song Maps. How's the album doing? It's doing really, really well, actually. I'm, I'm incredibly pleased with the response. And are you doing big tours to promote the album, to, to take it out to the public? I am. I shall be on the road until the middle of December now, basically. But it's great, you know. Yeah. It's really... Uh, I'm, I'm going to play... I'm going to play the Plowrights Theatre in Scunny, which is, I know, a gig you know well. And, yeah. You know, King's Place in London will be the London launch gig. Yeah. Really lovely venues, you know, some art centres, some big theatres, a Stoller Hall in Manchester, and uh, and then, you know, some folk clubs and all that kind of thing. So, And it will be a joy. Yeah. Do you like the road as much as you did in the 60s? Uh, it's, no, in, in a way I don't, but, but because travel has just become so difficult. One of the positive things about touring nowadays, as against when we were shavers back in the 60s and 70s, is that you don't sleep on the tea anymore. You can actually get put up in a, a motel or a reasonably decent bed and breakfast. I can't, I can't do sofas anymore. <laughs> I really can't. I, I, I mean, it's, it, it was such a part of the, yeah. the thing to go back to somebody's house. And, of course, it would be a party every night of the week. You were doing a gig. The people who were hosting you, it was their, their big event of the week. So, wow, fantastic, we got the guest and we'll have a party. So, well, this is my sixth party this week. Can I go home now, you know? And you're sitting on my bed drinking beer at three o'clock in the morning or rolling a snout, you know, and, and I want to go to bed. And then you wake up in the morning with a baby with jam all over its face and a dummy trying to poke your eye out with a dummy and a full nappy behind him and the mother poking head through the door. Come here, come back now. I remember so many of those mornings. Let's finish with the track, which which I love, and I've played on the show a couple of times already, Blues Run the Game, and it is quintessential 1960s music. A great, great song, but obviously it put its stamp on the time. It did. Jackson C. Frank was such an interesting character. I mean, a guy who, <clears throat> nice middle-class family from Buffalo, New York, good school. When he was 11 years old at school, the boiler blew up killed 15 of his classmates so he was horribly burned in that fire horribly burned when he was 21 years old he was given compensation $105,000 which then that's 1965 it's a lot of money he spent it on vintage martin guitars travel and booze not necessarily in that order came to england and made one record which was produced by another struggling American singer-songwriter called Paul Simon. Whatever happened to him, I oh, ask myself. So this record, Blues Run the Game, came out. Jackson C. Frank was really fated, you know. I mean, he was he was he went out with Sandy Denny. He had a massive influence on Bert Jansch and John Renborn, and and the record didn't do very well. And meanwhile. Poor old Jackson C. Frank was so traumatised and so damaged that his mental health was, you know, so unstable. And he went back to the States, became homeless, was institutionalised, 
event, he died in his very early 50s in Woodstock, New York, having had a, a tragic, awful existence. Like a lot of tortured geniuses, he left behind some great music, including this next track, which always, to me, says smoky upstairs rooms in pubs with buffalo horns on the wall and people just sitting nodding in time to the music. Thanks, Martin. It's a pleasure. much the same Wherever I have played Wherever I've thrown them dice Wherever I've played them cards Wake up, old mama, so much older, babe. I'll wake up, old 
from Martin Simpson's new album Trails and Tribulations. And if you go to the website www.mikehardingfolkshow.com you'll find all the details of the tracks within that little interview there. Now, Edinburgh-based band The Deadly Winters, a really interesting band. Terrific songs and brilliant arrangements. Their new album is called Raven's Tune and from it this is a track which fascinates me. Complex thoughts behind it and it's a brilliant, brilliant song. Is the deadly winters with dancing in the factories. With the man away and gone to war, the dust lies on the factory floor, and the fields are flush but won't be mown. As the laborers defend their homes The children stand like baffled hens In a tongue devoid of full-grown men And the town hall clock is stuck at four In a silent protest of the war When they hear the war is over And they ring the victory bell They'll be dancing in the factories And in the flower mill as well What we've seen beggars believe We've volunteered and shown our teeth Maybe one day Was it worth it for more governed lies? When they hear the war is over and they ring the victory bell, they'll be dancing in the factories and in the flower mill as well. And we'll raise up banners skywards in the early morning snow, and you'll sit and feel so bad you didn't go. When they hear the war, it's over and they 
find yourself and feel so bad you didn't go. And you'll sit and feel so bad you didn't go. And you'll sit and feel so bad you didn't go. Almost like a song version of a dystopian novel by Margaret Atwood. A great song, The Deadly Winters, from the album Raven's Tune with Dancing in the Factories. Now, one of my favourite musical styles is ragtime, and one of my favourite musical instruments is the mandolin. In fact, early next month I'm going on a weekend course run by Simon Mayer in Sheffield. I'm going to try and improve my right-hand technique. Not that you needed to know that. So, ragtime and mandolins, when you combine the two, for me, it's a no-brainer. From the album Spaghetti Rag... Rag music with mandolins. This is Alessandro Bono with the bunch of blackberries.
Wee, Bunch of Blackberries from Alessandro Bono and his band. That's from an album called Spaghetti Rag, Ragtime Music with Mandolins. Details as ever on the website, www.mikehardingfolkshow.com. And don't forget to cancel those PayPal payments if you didn't hear me at the beginning of the programme. I was in Connemara recently for the Clifton Arts Week Festival and my old mate, artist, philosopher, singer, songwriter, Lol Hardiman, who is one of the best painters on the face of the earth, released a new album of all his own songs. Not only is he a great painter, he's also a fine singer and songwriter. His album is called Drive-By Preacher and from it this is a track full of Really interesting ideas. Big game. There's a game being played and it's bigger than you. Give up your rights for freedom and help protect you. There's a drone on your phone as you're chasing Pokemon in your
you go. Pick the bones out of that. Lol Hardyman from his album Drive-By Preacher with Big Game. Now, David Gibb wrote to me from the Story Museum in Oxford saying, Mike, Peggy Seeger is going to be appearing at the museum on the 4th of October as part of our Shelf Life series. This sees well-known artists being interviewed by the Sunday Times journalist Nicolette Jones about the books that have shaped their lives and their careers. The event coincides with the release of Peggy Seeger's memoir, First Time Ever, so it should be a really interesting and unique evening. People, if you are anywhere remotely in the area of the Story Museum in Oxford, go and see one of our greatest fighters for justice and truth ever the sister of pete seeger of course peggy seeger life partner of ewan mccall it's going to be a fantastic evening that's thursday the 4th of october this week coming at the story museum in oxford meanwhile here's peggy with sing about these hard times sing about these hard times Sing all about these hard old times Sing about these hard times When will a good time flow? I worked hard, I played my part That's what I did right from the start But these hard times are gonna break my heart Oh, when will a good time flow? Most are the least provided 
Seeger from the album Love Call Me Home with Sing About These Hard Times. She's at the Story Museum in Oxford this coming Thursday. Just got time for one more track and by heck is this self-indulgent. I love this guy's work. Mighty Mo Rogers, US blues musician, born in the mid-40s, I think, made a couple of albums called Blues Is My Wailing Wall and another one called Dispatches From The Moon. Love his stuff. His new album is called Griot Blues, and from it, this is a song I think you'll either love or you'll hate, but it's the last one in the show anyway, so bugger it. This is Shake em Up Charlie. Lovely stuff. Go, go, mighty mo. Shake em up, shake em up, shake em up, Charlie. I got one of the 
great stuff. Shake him up, Charlie, from Mighty Mo Rogers' new album, Grio Blues. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget to cancel those standing orders to PayPal. And I'll see you next week for more great music from out there. This is possibly one of the most eclectic folk shows on the planet. That's what I asked for for Christmas, an eclectic train set. Look after yourselves, take care, don't let the buggers grind you down. And see you next week. Ta-da!